0: Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. I want to welcome everyone listening to us on the, on the King's Cast. Uh, this morning I want to read, and feel free to read with me if you have Luke chapter 10 open to... One of the most famous stories in the world, clearly a very uh, famous tale, known by everyone probably, whether Christian or not, whether brought up in a religious environment or not. Luke chapter 10, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And uh, there's so much we could talk about this, but today I just want to focus just on the story itself. It says this in verse 30 of Luke 10. Jesus is speaking and he says, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and uh, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return. I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. I want to uh, ask you this morning, some will are listening to me here, others listen online. I want to ask you this morning if you are a Christian or not. I want to ask you another question which is, when you die, what is going to become of you? Uh, there'll be a funeral for you. People who might not have said a good word to you today will cry and say, you're such a good man. Do You think, I'm sure they hated each other, really. And there'll be some sandwiches afterwards. But here's my question. What will happen to you? What will happen to you? What happens after death? And of course the big question, are you going up or are you going down? Where are you going? Up meaning, are you going to go to heaven or are you going to go to hell? Because if the Bible And Jesus Christ are to be believed, then that is the choice that everyone faces after death. What we also know from the Bible is that you can't make your reservation once you arrive, you have to make it ahead of time. So I want to ask two questions today Are you a Christian? I mean, really, are you a Christian? Not just say you are. but Are you really a Christian? And secondly, (coughs) of course, connected to that, are you sure you really are a Christian? Are you sure you're going to go to heaven? Are you sure that you have really made your reservation now? Because you can't show up at a hotel and say, I think we booked ahead. And you can't show up at the door of heaven and say, well, I think I was a Christian. You have to know that you know that you are following the Lord. Now, you might think, well, that's a a pretty straight question. What's that got to do with the parable of the Good Samaritan? Well, of course, the parable of the Good Samaritan is a story about being kind to people. And I don't want to take away from that. But that's not what I want to preach today. I want you to see something in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Maybe you haven't seen before. Maybe it's just something that I see. But I see in the parable that we just read, a picture. And I want to explain this picture to you. And Maybe it will help you to answer the question, are you going to go to heaven or hell? Are you a Christian or not? First of all, in the story, a man is on a journey And he is attacked. And it says that he was stripped, robbed, beaten, and left half dead. Stripped, robbed, beaten, left half dead. You may be having a a good life. But most people might feel a bit like that. That i've lived my life but i've sort of been beaten up a bit i've been robbed i'm kind of half dead there's a deep sadness inside me i don't I'm, i don't seem to be alive in my spirit and while the overwhelming uh, message of of the media and fiction writers is that the human race is doing well. The Bible says different. The Bible says the human race is not doing very well. And it's not just the big villains of the world who are not doing very well. It's all of us who have messed things up. How many lies do you think you've told? Whatever figure you give me, you just probably told another one. I won't ask you, are you a liar? Because of course you are a liar. Of course you are. The big question, how many lies do you think you've told? I wonder how many things you've stolen in your life. Well, I know you never did a bank raid. I know that, probably, looking out across you here. But you never know who's listening on the internet. You maybe never did a bank raid. But lots of us have taken things we shouldn't have. Maybe you stole the time of your employer. Lots of us are thieves. No, we're all, a bit, we're all a bit of a villain. The Bible says we're all sinners. We've all done things wrong. We are like the guy lying on the road, beaten, robbed, half dead. I how many tears you've shed in your life. It's clear that we are not living in the Garden of Eden. So here's the question. How can we be helped? Who's going to help you? To use Christian language, who can save you? Well, here comes a likely candidate. A religious man walks by, the Pharisee walks by. Well, here we are. Yibbididhi. Religion is coming near the beaten up guy. Surely, religion is going to help him. What do you think? No. Religion walks by on the other side. It cannot help him. There are people up and down the UK this morning, and around the world. They are actually in church now. Some of them, although many of them left two hours ago, arrived at eight, got out by eight forty-five, faster than a McDonald's drive-through. Look, Jesus, I'm coming through. Do you want extra? I ain't paying any more than I have to. (laughs) There are people in church today all over the world and they do not know God. They don't really know God at all. They like the atmosphere, maybe they like it a warm atmosphere like this. Maybe they like a cold atmosphere. Maybe they like to clap and dance. Or maybe they like a man dressed up as mother, but we call him father. I can play dominoes better than you can. And they're there every week, unless they've got something else to do. But they're there, every, but they do not know God. And people have become religious, but it hasn't helped them. Whether it is a Christian type of religion, or any other kind of religion or philosophy, it may have put a bandage, but it has not stopped the flow of blood. Religion does not save anybody. And you can come to the front and eat your bread, you can go and confess your whatever. Or you can come and fall down at the front and speak in other tongues. You can do whatever you but religion is not going to save you. Religion won't get you into heaven. Feels like a con, doesn't it? Okay, well, who's next? The Levite. Ha-ha. There's a Levite walking by. When I think of a Levite, I think of the Bible book of Leviticus. And I think of Leviticus, which is a book of laws. A book of laws. If you've read the book of Leviticus, you'll know it's a book of laws. Let me turn that into very common language today. Being good. Keeping the commandments. Keeping your nose clean, you know. Being a good boy. And a good girl. Aha. What will this do? Religion cannot get us into heaven. What about this one? What about being good? Will that get us into heaven? And the Levite walks by. On the other side. The Levite does not help the man. Now. If you are a good person. I want to commend you. Because being a bad person ain't all that great. But do you know what? No matter how good you are, God's standard is holiness. And no matter how good you are, you're not holy, you're not other. You're not so good that you are a holy being. And people don't go to heaven because they've been more good than they've been bad. That's not how it works. No matter what you've done in your life that's evil and wrong, you cannot work your way to making it up to God. Well, I've spent five years being away from God. Now I'll spend five years being good and I will pay back the debt. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because sin's stains cannot be removed by you. No matter how beautiful a white tablecloth might be. A drop of black ink or Coca-Cola or blood stains it. And in this world, we cannot wash it ourselves. Being a good boy from now on, it's not going to get you into heaven. Religion has not saved the man. And now being good has not saved the man. What can save him? The Bible says, then a Samaritan walked by. Verse 33. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. I want to tell you that something happened on this planet 2,000 years ago that changed the course of the whole history of the world. A traveller came. Now let me flag up straight away, when I say a traveller, I do not mean from the planet Gallifrey. I don't mean a spaceman, actually someone who came much further even than that. A man travelled to this world from heaven. And not only did he travel to the world, but just like the parable says, he came to where the man was. And if you read it, took pity on him. The man I'm talking about is Jesus Christ. And it says, as Jesus Christ, remember that in the days the Bible was written, the Samaritans were the, like the, the, the despised people. And so in our modern language, we would say a bit of an outcast, someone whose name is a swear word, came where the wounded man was, took pity on him, bandaged him, and poured onto him oil and wine, Shondai, Shondai, Shondai. Religion cannot get your sins forgiven. Being good, commendable though it is, please be good, will not get your sins forgiven. But there is someone who can forgive you all your sins. And his name is Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? And look what he does. He bandages up the man, puts him on his own donkey, takes him to the inn, that's the church, and says to the innkeeper, that's the church, look after him. Here is some provision to help you, to look after him. Can you see this? then he says this, and when I return, when I return, I'll reward you for everything you've done for him that you weren't supplied for. You can't save yourself and religion won't do it and being good won't do it, but Jesus Christ can save you. The Bible says this, that God disguised himself in the form of a man. Jesus is not a religious leader. He's not a prophet. He's God disguised as a man. Of course he could cure the sick. He was God. Of course he could speak to wind and waves and command them to stop. He made the wind. Of course he could turn water into wine. He made the water. He made the wine. He knows the code. And everywhere he went, people were saying, are you, you know, who are you? Are you the Christ? Yes, I'm the Christ. But he said this, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. One time, one of the disciples said, we want to see God. And Jesus says, well, have I been with you so long and you don't know who I am? I am God. And then, according to the plan he had all along, he went to the cross. The cross for you may be a symbol, a religious symbol, a a crucifix, a man hanging on it, but that is... uh, uh, That's nothing like what it actually is. It's the most powerful thing that ever happened in the world. Do you know what Jesus did for you? He went to the cross for you. Today, people are not crucified very often. I think they still are. But they are not crucified very often. Today, we have the electric chair. Not in the UK, but in many places in the world. The hangman's noose, the electric chair. Jesus, when he went to the cross, he sat in the electric chair of the Roman world, and he died, executed in the electric chair of the day. Not for his sins, but for your sins. Do you remember all those lies you've told, all that sin in your life, all that trash? all those times when you thought you knew better than God, all those times when you knew the Bible said this, but I'm going to do this. For all of that, he died for you. And he took upon himself the punishment that should have been yours. Is it no wonder we're adoring him and loving him today? He died not just for the sins that your friend knows about you. He died for the sins that only you know about you. He died for all the stuff that's in your heart. Every jealous action. Every venomous thought. All the muck and filth in you. He died for it. And the the punishment. That should have been on you was laid upon him. Hallelujah. Three days later, up from the grave, he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. He arose the victor of the dark domain and he lives forever with the saints to reign. And today, today. You can receive him into your heart for yourself. Does it mean that I stop coming to church? No, no, no. You'll probably want to come to church more and more and more. If you don't, there might be something wrong. What well, does it mean I, 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 I won't have to be good? No, 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 no. You'll want to be even gooder than you are most of the time. Jesus wants to save you. In the Christmas story that we hear every year, the angel says, I want you to name this child Jesus. Jesus means the Lord saves. In Hebrew and Aramaic. The Lord saves. He says, I want you to call him Savior. Because he will save his people from their sins. It doesn't say he will save his people from their MOT. Can you say amen? amen? It doesn't say he will save his people from their sickness. Not all of it. It doesn't say he will save his people from strife and problems and heartache. Now we still have a few of those. But he will save his people from their sins. What do you have to do? You know what you have to do? You have to let him save you. You have to let him save you. And this morning, this is a big morning for your life. When you woke up today, you may not have known it. You may have had no concept of it. But this is, can we call it a red letter day? Is that the right phrase? This is a date. It may not have been in your diary. Or on your calendar. But it's been on God's Google calendar for a long time. That today the God of heaven wants to speak to you and say to you that religion and, and doing good works that is not going to get you into heaven. And anyone who has told you that has not told you the truth. There's one way to God. And his name is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So what do you have to do? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to admit. It's an A-B-C. A, admit. If you don't think you're a sinner... You can't become a Christian because you're too proud to begin the journey. A stands for admit in the English language. Admit. You have to admit, not to everyone, but certainly to God and to yourself, that you have blown it, that you haven't been who you were made to be. You've not always lived right, you've not always told the truth, you've not always been kind. There may be all kinds of sexual crimes in your history as well. You have to admit that you're a sinner. That's the first thing. You have to say, I am injured. I need spiritual help. B stands for believe. Believe. Not just believe in God, but believe in this gospel I preached to you today. That Christ died for you on the cross. That you might receive the forgiveness of sins. Because he has been fully punished for all of your crimes. C stands for consider. I want to warn you of this. If you become a Christian, some people aren't going to like it. Is that true, anybody? If you become a Christian, some people aren't going to like it. So if you want to be popular with everyone in the world, well, good luck to you. But you're not going to be popular with everyone in the world. In a moment, some of you, you need to stand up and come and stand at the front here. You're going to receive Jesus as your Savior. In a moment, Jane's going to come and play And I'm going to give you an opportunity to leave your seat. You're going to come and stand here. And you're going to receive Jesus as your saviour today. And everyone in this room will be cheering you on. But not everyone in your family will. Your best friend may not. Your mother may go bananas. Your friend at work will think you're going to be woohoo. something to consider jesus said this if they hated me they're going to hate you some people are not able to become christians cuz they just don't have the courage to do it sometimes i hear people laughing at christians as though we're all weak you come and try it is my is my challenge to them you try being a man And standing up for what's right. So you have to admit. You must believe. You must take a moment to consider. To know the price before you come and pay it. There's nothing worse than getting something off the shelf in a shop. And when you get to the thing, it's more money than you thought. No, there'll be a price. But boy, it's going to be worth it. Because he's going to pour in the oil and the wine. And D stands for devotion. Devotion. You're going to have to follow him all the days of your life. It'll be good though. But this isn't something to do and then change your mind tomorrow. No, God will give you the strength to go on and on and on. Devoted to the local church. Devoted to to, uh, reading the Bible and to seeking God in prayer. There'll be an element of devotion. You'll have to do some things. You'll enjoy them. But something's going to be required of you. Jane, why don't you just come up and help me for a minute. This gospel that I preach to you today has been preached for 2,000 years. And today, it's your turn to hear it. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son That whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have eternal life. There is a heaven to gain, there is a hell to shun. Jesus can wash the stains out of your life. Or you can die still in your stains. And no one enjoys preaching this. No one's being flippant. No one's being casual at all. But the Bible says if we die in our stains, hell awaits us. You must make your reservation early, ahead of time. You become a Christian today, it's going to change your life. The purpose for which you were born will begin. Can you say amen? Your life isn't meaningless. There's a purpose for your life. That's why you're here on earth. There's a, many plans of God that he has for you to fulfill. And by connecting with your Creator, you'll begin to fulfill those plans. Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org.